Currently Labeling of Immune Cells An article by Lucas Rosner, Christian Paul Kochner, Dominic Alex Stepke, Andrea Rentmeister and Michael Sheffers from University of Münster and University Hospital Münster, Germany Current Opinion Chemical Biology, 2022 Abstract Inflammation is a common, fast and innate response of the immune system to sterile or infectious tissue damage or autoimmune triggers. It aims at minimizing tissue destruction and maintaining organ function, hence is vital to life. Therefore, the immune system comprises the concerted action of a variety of different immune cells with specific tasks in the initiation, maintenance, and termination of inflammation. Visualizing their localization, trafficking, and interaction is of utmost importance to unravel the dynamics of inflammation in the living organism and requires tools for cell-specific labeling and imaging. Many concepts for covalent cell type of protein-specific labeling have been developed but only few have been implemented for labeling immune cells. Here we review approaches that were already successful for fluorescent reporters and radioactive nucleotides. We also provide a glimpse on emerging technologies that bear potential for immune cell labeling and imaging in vivo. Introduction Inflammation is a tightly controlled immune response to sterile or infectious disease damage or autoimmune triggers aiming at minimizing tissue destruction and maintaining organ function. It needs to be rapidly initiated at first but later efficiently resolved as an overshooting immune response can also lead to acute and fatal or chronic disease. For example, macrophages are recruited to the tumor microenvironment and can elicit an anti-tumor response, but also contribute to tumor growth, endogenesis and suppression of anti-tumor activities. Virus types of immune cells are involved in the development of common immune diseases, such as neurological disorders, inflammation, bowel diseases and rheumatoid arthritis. For a better understanding and for novel diagnostic strategies, it is therefore important to analyze how the immune response in virus disease scenarios is coordinated and pursued in vivo. As a central strategy, this requires methodologies to visualize the underlying processes in their complexity, that is, the ability to label and track different immune cell subtypes in the body for prolonged periods of time. Strengthenly, imaging of labeled immune cells has been used to monitor the efficiency of emerging cell-based immunotherapies such as chimeric antigen receptor CAR T-cell therapy, corroborating the increasing demand for methods to label these cells and longitudinally monitor their actions. The Chemical Biology Toolbox contains a plethora of cell-specific labeling methodologies. However, when it comes to labeling of immune cells, additional challenges arise. First, the plasticity of immune cells is overwhelming. 
There are many different types of immune cells. Immune cell surface makers are not mutually exclusive. Second, the immune response is dynamic in several aspects. Immune cells are among the fastest trafficking cells in the body and, in addition, can change in response to contact with antigens or other cells, leading to the activation and altered phenotypes. Therefore, both cell specificity of labeling and long-term tracking are more difficult to achieve than in other settings. For example, in cancer cells, they are often characterized by a certain epitope. In addition, it needs to be validated. The labeling method itself does not change or activate immune cells. In principle, methods to label cells for imaging in the whole body can be categorized into direct and indirect labeling. For direct labeling, cells are isolated from the body and labeled ex vivo before reapplication into the organism. Indirect labeling, on the other hand, refers to labeling of a certain cell type in the body. Indirect labeling can be facilitated by introducing reporter genes into cells. The facilitated indirect labeling provides an entry point for covalent labeling of immune cells. By bioorthogonal or highly specific enzymatic reactions. In this review, we aim to present state of the art approaches for covalent cell specific labeling of immune cells, although there are still only few published examples for these cell types. Covalent cell labeling using fluorescent reporters. Metabolic labeling in combination with click chemistry. Suitable molecules for metabolic labeling are efficiently taken up and metabolized by cell type of interest. By attacking bioorthogonal clickable groups to the molecule, fluorophores can be covalently connected in a second step, facilitating imaging with different modalities. To efficiently perform click chemistry in vivo, it is imperative to display the bioorthogonal groups on the cell surface. Cells can be easily targeted with fluorescent labels and imaged at high resolution. However, optical imaging in vivo is limited by the low penetration depth of light in biological tissues. Since this seminal work by Caroline Bertozzi on in vivo click chemistry of glycans, sugars with small bioorthogonal groups have become the most widely used molecules for metabolic labeling. In many cases, cells have been fed with tetraacetylated and azidoacetyl manosamine AC4 men and AZ, an azide containing monosaccharide which is metabolized to azide bearing salic acids presented on the cell surface. The azide group serves as bioorthogonal handle for subsequent click reactions, such as the strain promoted desired alkyne cycle addition SPAC to label the cells in vitro or in vivo. Ex vivo metabolic labeling and click chemistry were successfully combined for T cells. 
darker tea cells were cultured with desired containing sugar and showed specific surface labeling after reaction with dibenzocyclocytine DBCO EG4 fluor 545. A variation of this approach was used to follow stem cells in a hindi limb ischemia model. Human adipose derived mesenchymal stem cells HASCs were labeled ex vivo with AC4 men and AZ and subsequently clicked with DBCOCY5. When the modified stem cells were transplanted into a mouse, they migrated into this ischemic lesion. This approach might work for imaging of inflammation sites with accumulated immune cells. To achieve cell specificity, an immune cell-specific transporter would have been identified. Metabolic ex vivo labeling with in vivo click chemistry has been performed in zebrafish and mice, albeit not with immune cells. In principle, this combination should be applicable to any cell type. However, it requires single pulse labeling of purified cells in vitro and is detrimental to image proliferating cells or longitudinal imaging in vivo due to loss of the label under these conditions. Furthermore, the stability of azide groups in vivo is limited. Several attempts have been made to achieve cell-specific labeling with modified sugars. Lee and others conjugated AC4, MEN and AZ with folic acids to enable uptake by the folate receptor. Cells of expressing the folate receptor were then fluorescently labeled using DBCO Redomine 110. In a remarkable recent study, an alginate gel released the granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor GMCSF to concentrate dendritic cells in vivo. Ultrasound triggered release of AC4 manazet from these gel for metabolic labeling of dendritic cells in the vicinity. The azide groups enabled labeling via SPAC reaction for cell tracking and targeting modulation. Confocal images confirm metabolic labeling of dendritic cells in vitro over time and of lymph node sections in vivo via DBCO E4660 antibody. Reported genes facilitated indirect labeling of the cell surface. In addition to the direct labeling strategy relying on metabolic pathways, Indirect facilitated labeling can be combined with click chemistry to achieve covalent cell-specific labeling. We will focus on the two most widely applied and thus most advanced tags, namely the SNAP tag and the HALO tag, that are promising for immune cell labeling. For comprehensive reviews on protein tags, we refer to reviews by Rage and others and Lean and others. SNAP-TAG is a widely used self-labeling enzyme converting O6-benzylguanine PG derivatives to a covalent linkage of the active sustain with a labeled benzylic group. While the specificity of the rate constant of SNAP-TAG-based labeling are highly favorable, its advantage is the single turnover 
Hence, approaches to increase signal to background are particularly desirable. Towards this end, Liu and others developed a SNAP substrate bearing 4-acetadineal naphthalamide A and BG, the self-quenches prior to the reaction due to self-assembly and thus improves the signal-to-noise ratio, circa 13-fold. Along those lines, Pock and others developed a SNAP substrate with a charged sulfonate group at the 8th position of the guanine to increase the solubility decrease, the membrane permeability, and thus reduce non-specific staining. They labeled the various SNAP-tagged G-protein-coupled receptors, GPCRs, on the cell surface using the charged PG substrates with phosphors across the visible spectrum. The labeling was successful in HAC293 and CHO cells, as well as in vivo in the prefrontal cortex of mice. However, the imaging was only performed after fixation and slicing. Recently, a study by our group showed the cell impermeable BGDY549P1 SNAP tag substrate can be used to specifically label the plasma membrane of GLE36 tumor cells in vitro using SNAP tag fusion protein. Interesting approach to detect intercellular contacts that could be useful to follow the fate of immune cells were recently developed. Carpenter and others combined covalent labeling by the halo tag with non-covalent binding of malachite green Mg as frogen to the frogen activation protein FAP. This way, the spatial interaction of different cells presenting the halo tag or the FAP respectively led to high local activation of frogen. Halo tag variants have now being engineered for fluorescence lifetime multiplexing, a development that will likely benefit also immune cell labeling. Moreover, the use of self-labeling enzymes and tags is not limited to imaging applications. In an elegant study, Minutolo and others generated a universal car based on spy catcher system. They further demonstrated the activation of the generic spike immune receptor in T-cells through multiple antigens, which were bound by targeting ligands coupled to a spy tag domain and observed efficient killing of antigen-specific tumor cells in vivo. In summary, chemoenzymatic fluorescent labeling with self-labeling enzymes is a powerful approach to selectively and covalently label immune cells. It allows to longitudinally and repetitively target report cells in vivo. However, target cells need to be genetically modified to express the pre-targeting structure which poses challenges for potential clinical applications. Cell labeling with radioactive nucleotides and in vivo applications. For whole body imaging using radioactively labeled molecules, positron emission tomography PET and single photon emission computed tomography SPECT are the most important modalities. They enable longitudinal and repeated detection of labeled cells with high sensitivity without the need to take tissue samples, 
which makes these imaging modalities indispensable in clinical diagnostics. Therefore, molecular imaging and targeting of immune cells using radioisotopes are well suited for studying the distribution of immune cells at whole body level. The widely used indirect labeling of cells for PET and SPECT can be achieved by radiolabeled antibodies. Covent labeling of cells with radionucleotides, however, is still underrepresented despite the rapid developments in the field of bioorthogonal chemistry. One reason for this gap might be the innovations in PET and SPECT imaging on the one hand and in the field of bioorthogonal chemistries on the other hand are often developed in different research groups and are only adopted by the other field with delay. And the reason could be two drawbacks that are particularly relevant when it comes to single cell tracking, namely one the non-cellular resolution capabilities of PEC inspect and two the lack of possibilities to quantify target saturation living organisms when using pre-labeling strategies. These shortcomings have been recently addressed by one technical improvements in PET inspect scanners and two the broader availability of medium half-life radiometals paving the way to single cell imaging with PET and SPECT. In this chapter, we aim to review current examples for covalent labeling of cells with radioactive nucleotides via bioorthogonal chemistry in vivo. Bioorthogonal labeling of cells in vivo for whole body imaging. Covalent cell labels as an alternative to radio-labeled antibodies bear potential to overcome known disadvantages. They could reduce the required circulation time and result in even better specificity in combination with short-lived nucleotides. These approaches should further reduce radiation exposure, enhance the image statistics and the overall image quality. If bioorthogonal chemistry is to be performed in vivo, the intrinsic stability and clearance of the reactant has to be considered. Its metabolism should either be very slow or not relevant. Furthermore, for in vivo radio labeling, high specific activity is required, and approaches for in vivo photoactivation and metacatalysts can be neglected. However, the 3 plus 2 circular addition requires either copper 1 as catalysts or strained alkynes as reaction partners. Small radio-label targeting azides turned out to be metabolically unstable. Therefore, a combination of more stable but fast and catalyst-free reacting azides and strained alkynes will be required to make this pack reaction suitable for pre-targeting applications in vivo. Due to the advantageous reaction kinetics, the inverse electron-demanded deals alder reaction i.e. DDA of radio-labeled tetrazines and strained alkenes remains as the most viable option. Tetrazines show superior stability and derivatives are available labeled with 18 fluorofluorine, 11 carbon as well as 99M technetium, even 211 
Estantane labeled the design building blocks for therapeutic applications were recently reported. A number of 18 fluorine labeled radiopharmaceuticals are currently being optimized for bioorthogonal in vivo applications by improving their metabolic stability and hydrophilicity. A labeled tetrazine was successfully applied in a first in vitro bioorthogonal reaction. In this study, Allot and others used a transcyclooctene TCO labeled derivative of 2 nitroimidazole to pre label hypoxic and normoxy cancer cells and found a high labeling efficiency using a cell permeable 18 fluorine labeled tetrazine. It is possible that a similar technique using a different targeting unit could work to selectively label cells of the immune system. Radioactive cell labeling in vivo using protein tags and reported genes. Genetically encoded self-labeling proteins are a strategy for covalent indirect labeling and extensively used in combination with fluorophores. For PET imaging, proof of principle has been demonstrated with the SNAP tag to label cancer cells in vivo using a number of benzylguanine derivatives, which were labeled with 18 fluorine. In one study, the halo tag was used to label cancer cells using a substrate labeled with 64 copper. This concept should be transferable to label immune cells. Emerging Alternative Approaches When evaluating the translational aspect of radioactive cell-specific labeling, the genetic manipulation of cells represents a major limitation. Therefore, alternatives circumventing the need for genetic alterations are highly interesting. A new and promising development is the use of radio-labeled haptins for imaging. Another option would be to change the bioorthogonal functional group and use TCO or tetrazine instead of desired to enable metabolic labeling with the radionuclides via IEDDA. Despite promising work for labeling cells in vivo with fluorescent tags based on this strategy, radioactive labeling for imaging has not yet been published. Conclusions In summary, bioorthogonal covalent labeling of immune cells is still underexplored, and further studies are required to identify methods to selectively target immune cells or subsets thereof. Although none of the labeling strategies discussed in this article is free of limitations, a combination of covalent bioorthogonal labeling and subsequent administration of the alkyne DBCO, TCO, or to design coupled labels at the design time point might allow to develop a labeling strategy to selectively and longitudinally image or follow immune cells in vivo. Thank you for listening, and if you want to listen more, please follow me on Twitter, Pub Reading, and on other podcast platforms.